Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Bradfo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. 2018 is the Bradfoe Show, and there is only a few people I want to kick off the new calendar year with. And and the guy at the top of the list is Manager Lou Merlone. Yes, sir. When's the last time you were on this, baby? I don't know. We did it a couple times early last year, right? We did it yeah. uh, one manager show, and then we did another one, I thought. We did. Uh, so we had Nick, Pitcher Nick and I did rank them the mm-hmm. last show of the 2017 calendar year. And I actually put one of your. He put a bunch of them as the amongst the good but not great, which is fair. But one of them I actually I think put in my top five. Congratulations! There you go. You know what? That's one why it was? we're back here. Again. It was uh, you and Schilling. Remember when they threw at uh, the whole thing about throwing at hitters? Yes, and that was a good one. That was. I went back and listened to it. So congratulations! Well, thank that. you very much. It's big. Let's start <laughs> off in a good year. Why not? Let's yeah. do our thing. Well, all right. So everyone says that. The Red Sox or the baseball offseason sucks. It blows. It's awful. It does. It does. It's true. That's absolutely true. But so I want to get into a little bit of that. We're going to do the like this offseason sucks and we're going to make the most of it podcast. I like that. Um, I want to let's just do it right out of the gate. We both were tweeting about it the other day. Manny Machado. Mm -hmm. Okay. Manny Machado. John Paul Morosi came out with a report and the Red Sox are interested. It wasn't the first time that we had heard that. We heard it around the winter meetings, I think, because Mutt kept asking me about it over and over and over again. And I kept telling him the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it, Mutt, it doesn't add up. But this is it, Mutt's reaction sort of is like everybody's reaction, Lou. Don't you dare say it doesn't add up because want I want it to, it to happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it, to me, it just it, it doesn't add up. I mean, number one, uh, he's got a year left in his deal. So. What would you want to give up to risk the fact that he just walks after one year? Now, you've already got a depleted farm system. You want to give up anything to watch 
uh, Manny Machado after one year, spend a year, and then sit there and say, "Well, I'm a free agent. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to all these other teams and probably walk to say I don't know New York." So now they get the they get the third baseman or the shortstop, whatever he wants to play. You've given up prospects, and what are you left with? Nothing. And so, well, we work out a contract, right? Maybe you can work out a little window to work out an extension. If the Orioles are going to allow you to work out an extension and then really trade for Manny Machado with seven years, eight-year deal attached to it, they're going to want so much in return that you just don't have in prospects. So it, none of it really makes sense to me at all. So here's here's I, I wrote that basically. Number one, I thought I was being kind. It was overstated. Mm-hmm. The report was overstated, yep. uh, their interest in it. And then I went on to say a lot of what you just said. And so now I'm, I'm taking a step back, and I'm thinking, is there any possible way that this could happen? Here's the way it could happen. I don't think it would happen, but you trade – the Orioles trade for Xander Bogarts, mm-hmm. all right? So they say, we'll do Bogarts for Machado, um, even though we're looking for pitching. They are craving the pitching. Right, which you don't have at the higher level. Right, you don't have at the higher level. So uh, Bogarts has two years left, and uh, Machado obviously has one. So what you do now, if you're the Orioles, if you have another deal, if you can use Bogarts to get that pitching because you say he's he's valuable uh, because he has two years left, sure, and we can use him to get a a really really good pitcher, maybe maybe that that is the only way I see that working. Right, it's kind of like the Marlins by getting Castro and them saying they're going to flip him and yeah. maybe get more prospects. So y- yeah, you could do that. You know, but I just look at it because you know a lot of people. You said on Twitter they come back and you're like Bogarts and Bradley and all these other guys. To your point, Baltimore, when you trade away a player like Machado, the one thing teams want in return is pitching, big league ready pitching, which you don't have. Erod is still suffering from surgery on his kneecap, and I don't yeah. know if they'd ever want him back, anyways. Yeah, but I wouldn't want you wouldn't trade him anyway. Two years of Xander Bogarts, and then I got to face free agency again in return for Manny Machado if I'm the Orioles. Right. No, if, like you said, if you could flip them, then hey, and maybe. And here's another thing about Bogarts. It's, 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 we are going down the list of reasons why this makes absolutely no sense. Then you have Bogarts. You are selling low on Bogarts. You can say that Bogarts had value. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, sure. And I, I'm pretty sure that Bogarts' value will go up because I'm pretty sure that that hand thing was a reason for his downturn. You look at him two years ago, good numbers. You'll take those numbers from Bogarts, but you're selling low on him. You're selling low on But them. even if they were able to do that, Baltimore said, we got a deal for Xander and get pitching. You're the Red Sox. Yeah. You give up two years of Xander Bogarts for one year of Machado in the hopes of re-signing him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but, I mean, then what? If he walks now in 2019, what do you got? You got no Bogarts, you got no Machado. So I just, I, and you say, well, what? you're a big market team. You should be able to spend the money. But sometimes it's not up to the team. The team would love to have Machado back right. when he hits free agency. You could offer him $300 million. He might sit there and say, yeah, no, I don't want to come back here. After talking with Price all year long, he doesn't like <laughs> yeah. it much. I don't know if I'm going to like it here. And plus, New York, I kind of like what they're doing. When they got Stanton and Judge and Sanchez and everybody else, I'll go over there and make just as much and probably more money than you'll offer me. So it's up to the player sometimes, not just the organization if they want them. You know, and, and so when and we saw it, because I actually had tweeted off of your tweet, and we both got the response, and people, people say, how dare you do that? You're, you're, you're such a buzzkill. And then someone else, I can't even remember who it was. It wasn't any of the national writers. I think it was someone from Baltimore came out and did the, like, this is gaining steam, uh, Michael Chavis and Jason Groom. Yes, I right? saw that one. Right, so 
right. I'm every you know, a lot of people who aren't national writers get stories and that's great for him. If if that is true, great. But once again, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, why? Why would you ever do that if you're the Red Sox? Like, I wouldn't do that. For, no, no. For a guy who you, you can say that Chavis doesn't have, uh, isn't going to have the year he had last year, but still he has the potential to hit home runs, which you don't have anywhere else in your system. And then you have Groom, who is not, inarguably the top prospect, the, basically the only blue chip guy mm-hmm. that you can have for, to come back to your point, one year of Manny Machado. Well, right. And I mean, Maybe those guys like Chavez is maybe blocked, but you could use Chavez and Groom maybe at a later date if you wanted to deal them for something else, right, other yeah. than one year of Machado. How about this? How about everybody just chill a little bit, not give up the farm or Bogarts or anybody else, and in the off season, make a bid for them if you really want them then. And then you could put him at third. Maybe you could put him at shortstop and then move Bogarts in a year. Or, or then you know, move Devers, I don't know, the first base. Machado can play third. You wait one year, and if you're interested, then you unload the bank and you try to bring this guy on. At least that way, you know you've got him for seven or eight years or ten years, whatever the deal might be. Yeah, and then the, it, it's true, Lou, because I think everyone wants to hear in the now and they're getting really, really antsy. They got antsy back in November, December, and now more than ever, although people are maybe just like drifting off to the Patriots land and they don't even care anymore. Mm-hmm. But there is, as we sit here right now, as we sit in the Bradfoe Show uh, studios with the lava lamps and the beanbag chairs, <laughs> that we have basically the same team without Eduardo Nunez. Uh, who else are they without? Um, Addison Reed. Addison Reed. Guys they acquired. So mm-hmm. they they're with the same team that they went into last year with. Basically, yes. And and I don't think I don't think we think that that's good enough because mm-hmm. it's not good enough. But the, we have to wait for the next shoe to drop. They should the, compete for a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's the oh my goodness, the Yankees are so good and you no, can't compete. They should that's, still be the that's top. That's never how it works. They should still Lou. be the fourth, fifth best team in the American League. Yeah, it never that's on never, paper. Yeah, it's, it's never how it works anyway. No. Something happens and a team emerges, and as long as and David Price is probably going to be bet if we if he's the guy that we saw mm-hmm. at the end of the year and he's pitching for a contract anyway. So um, yeah, so I, I don't think the sky is falling when it comes to the Red Sox. But and this goes to this morphs into the JD Martinez equation. We just we're sitting here. Bob Nightingale came out with a report saying the Red Sox have a five year deal on the table, which would not surprise me at all. But here's the thing, and tell me what you think about this. Here's the thing with Martinez about why this is taking so long. I cite two things. Number one, you go to Bob Garber. You're with Bob Garber, the agent forever, and at the very last minute, right before the off season, he switches to Boris. Boris is telling him that basically, hey, I'm going to get you the deal I got Chu. I'm going to get you the deal I got Worth, both over 30 years old, both seven-year deals. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get you. Garber isn't getting that deal. I'm going to get it for you. Okay, I'll go with you. That's what you have to remember, that, that there was, there, I don't want to say promises, but there was assurances made, I'm sure, saying mm-hmm. that, that he's going to get the deal for him. So that's why I don't think... Well, the other problem, too, is history, unfortunately, because it was, what, January 19th, he got over $200 million for Scherzer? 
January 25th, the years back, he got a $200 million deal for Prince Fielder. Right. All the last week of January, we and said, Fielder was with remember Dombrowski. Remember Fielder? Remember Fielder? And we, yeah, he I, wasn't going to get it. Right. It was like, where's the market? Where's the mm-hmm. market? Where's he got the it. market? Yeah, he got it. Now, the thing with JD is, is, you know, again, where's the market, right? I mean, that's the one thing you look at. The five-year deal does make sense to me. I've always felt it was a five-year deal. You know, 25 per, maybe a sixth option with a buyout, 130 total. That's what I think it'll be, and he's probably holding off trying to get a six-year guaranteed. Would you get a six, would, would you give him a six year? No, five years with an option. You wouldn't. So what? What if they said? What? Well, it's all, this yeah. is this is general manager Lou. Yeah, not manager Lou. Mm-hmm. If you said five years, we're offering the five years. That's it. You would walk away. Five years is good. I mean, at some point, you could say, well, if we only go five, why wouldn't you go six? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Well, if you only go six, why wouldn't you go seven? And we can play this game all night long. Well, but eventually, it's got to come to an end. If they're stick, right? Yeah, exactly. But do, well, here's the question, Lou. Is there another team? Do you believe there's another team? We hear San Francisco, no. Arizona. Arizona could only do this. I can't imagine, unless I'm totally my my abacus is broken. Then Arizona no. could only do this. And if then they I saw Toronto's Granky. name leaked out there too. No, I don't. I don't see another team. Not, but I wouldn't go crazy because there's also another big market next year. So if you swing and miss this year, you battle with your team, you sign a lesser guy, and you go get him. It's not going to make people happy. Here's what drives me a little bit. You get a five year deal with him. Here's what drives me a little bit nuts about the whole like next year thing because I'm like, if you get the player now, if you get the player, if you put JD JD Martinez in the market next year, then I would pay for him. Like, okay, I would, I would. I his worth is no different to me next year. The same thing with Encarnacion. Like Encarnacion, like mm-hmm. that was like a bargain basement. We can we all know that they fucked up on that one. Whatever, but like he still. If you dropped Edwin Encarnacion in that market at thirty three years old, what he was in next year's market, he's still a really really good player. Sure. He's he's just among a lot of other good players. Mm-hmm. No, I, listen, you got to have a limit. I think you got to get JD here though. I yeah. think it. I think it. It fits so many different things. It makes them deep. You know, I mean, he's like your fourth outfielder who's a DH. So mm-hmm. if, in, in, you know, in case something happens to an outfielder, you know, he goes to left. Hanley's your DH. Molin's your first baseman. You know, now he's your DH. You know, to me, Hanley's your first baseman. Mm-hmm. Moreland's a, a bench guy. But if something happens with Hanley, you got to motivate Hanley to play well and hit well. You know, that's why he's your first baseman. And if he puts up the numbers, you're happy. If there's an injury, Moreland can go to first base. You know, so between those three guys, you have options. The other thing too is it helps you kind of minimize maybe Hanley's at bats, so you don't guarantee that twenty-two million next year. Yeah. So it's just a lot of things, depth-wise, versatility. It just makes sense to bring this guy. Here. I don't think people understand, or maybe they do, but I don't think people understand how good JD Martinez has been. No, people definitely don't. You know, like I would say, they definitely do not. You're being serious. Yeah, I'm okay. serious. I think people are just like, so what? I see, good, you signed this guy. Who cares? He doesn't excite me because he had a late bloomer. And I look at him as Jose Batista. You yeah. know, a guy that was with Pittsburgh and utility floating around somewhere and it clicks and he's in Toronto raking. Same thing with J.D. Martinez. All he did was when he got the opportunity was hit. Mm-hmm. The guy can just but you know what? You know what stat I saw the other day? I mean, you, you have the home runs, and, and you can match up the home runs against Stan and basically anybody. That's fine. The stat I saw the other day that, that what impressed me was he was amongst the top three in barreled-up balls. Like, so you have the stat mm-hmm. cast mm-hmm. thing. That says something to me. Like, that, 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 you're hitting the ball hard. You're barreling up balls. You're, and this is a three-year span that you're talking about. So... It goes back to what you talk about the market next year. Like 
J.D. Martinez, when Boris gets up there and he does the J.D. Martinez is like a rarity, he never comes around here, you're never going to see a free agent like him again. There's some truth to that. And I don't think, to your point, I don't think people understand that. No, he can hit. And I know there's some right center power. People, you know, Arizona's a band box to me. But when you hear people like Tory Lavello talk about him, was it Dave Magadan you talked to yeah. a while ago about yeah. him as well? Yeah, oh my God. He and, was, yeah. And I don't know the man. I'm not going to pretend to know the man, but I don't think that there's a, a weight issue with him. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's an effort issue with him. Like two of the guys that you've signed recently, in, you know, in Hanley mm-hmm. or, or Pablo, I think what you're going to get. Is he going to hit 45? I'd say no. I don't think he's going to hit 45. I'm looking for him to come over here and hit 30 to 35. You know, mm-hmm. just be a guy in the middle of the order. That allows you know Core to do different things. You can have him, and you can have you know Hanley in that middle of that order. And if you can get a motivated Hanley, now you've got something. But JD Martinez would be would make everybody in that order yeah. better. And I think that's one thing that people also don't understand. Everyone took almost everyone in that lineup took a downturn, and you know mm-hmm. this. Part of the reason for that is you don't have the guy taking the pressure off in the middle of the sure. order. So th- th- that's another th- of value, and and he would do it. I like Hosmer. Fine, okay. He doesn't do it for me. No, but you know he's he's a good player. But you know, like they, and I don't. I'm not going to compare Mitch Moore with Hosmer. But I will say this: is that it's not that as far off as no, people I think. I, I've always felt that you know, the first plan in the off season was if you can't get Jose Abreu from Chicago, mm-hmm. then you're better off just bringing back Moreland. Because, you know, the, 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 the seven-year deal that apparently that Eric Hosmer has on the table from San Diego, seven years at $25 million, mm. or Mitch Moreland. You, everybody wants pop, right? Everybody, No, what they want is different. They don't want pop. They want different. Mm. Because when it comes to pop, I put Moreland and I put Hosmer in the same category. It's amazing. Were you surprised at how, how little Moreland signed for? Yeah, I was amazed last year. Yeah. And that's why when I look at it, he got, what, two years, 13? Yeah. That's what Chris Young signed. I know. Three years ago to be a backup a fourth outfielder. So that's why I say Moreland, to me, he, he would he, – Hanley Ramirez is your first baseman. And Moreland's on the bench for $13, $6.5 million. Hmm. And he gives you versatility and kind of move people around if you have to. Well, he, to do – put it, people understand, like, what, he had 22 home runs? I mean, he did it with a broken toe. He did it with a bad knee. He's done it three years year. in a row, too, hasn't he? Yeah. And to do it, there's something to be said for doing that with a broken toe. Yeah. Um, so uh, a couple quick things before I let you go off on your way. I hope that you will come back. Oh, are you kidding me? You I like my little podcast? Here. Yeah. So this is this is like we do an opening our, day. We our, can well, this is, we can question rep- Alex Cora. This is a reprieve from you. When's the last time you get the chance for twenty minutes to talk we don't. baseball? I talk baseball on Twitter. Are you going to spring training? Yes. Okay. We have to talk about that. We will. All right. Because that was actually the first one we did last year at the kitchen table. I remember that. Yeah. And that's really a beautiful picture you had. It was a good picture. I was very, as I posted <laughs> like 5,000 times. Very proud of it. Um, so we talk about the moves this year, and you talked a little bit about la- the next year. And part of this equation is extensions, is Chris Sale, mm-hmm. is Xander Bogus, Mookie Betts, Craig, Ki- Craig Kimbrell. Like, I just wrote a throwaway blog on the Wade Davis thing, but then you look at it like, holy crap. Like, there's no way Kimbrell's coming back after next year. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting to me with Kimbrell. So Cora says that he won't be shy in using him in the eighth inning. Like, now, we're not talking about closing or even the seventh inning, maybe. We're not talking about closing. We're not talking about getting that save next Just getting the name. big outs. 
this this is an issue he's going to have to deal with. This is going to be a big issue. Yeah. And as much as people want to see it, and, I, and I'd love to see it too. In other words, you know, you're you're facing say the Yankees in the eighth inning, right? And it's it's Stanton, Judge, and Sanchez. I mean. To me, well, know, especially yeah, yeah. Kimbrough, Kimbrough throws the eighth, and then you know you have one of these guys that step up, whether it's a Carson Smith or Thornburg or whoever it is, to handle the bottom of the order in the ninth inning. But as you mentioned, which is what I think you're getting at, Craig Kimbrough's free agent oh. year. This is mm-hmm. a man that wants saves. Last year, right? We've rumblings back and forth. Or whose call is this? He wants saves. So you think this year in his free agent year, he's going to be happy with giving the eighth and nope. giving the save to somebody else? No. Nope. And and we're going to hear, like, whatever the team needs, or don't worry about it, and this and that. But absolutely. You know how it works. Mm-hmm. Free agent year. This is, this, is not, this is a free agent year. This is the free agent year right. for him. This is, as, as I said, I mean, don't be surprised if he has the year that he did this year. Then you're talking about a $100 million closer. And that is not out of the realm of possibility at all. But if you land at 25 saves, then... A different conversation can be made because of that and because also you talk about the market next year. Holy crap. Andrew Miller, go down the list. David Robertson. There are other guys to sign there who are going to potentially have a lot more saves. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'll be an issue, which I think is one of the reasons why the Red Sox fans, when you look at the future of the Red Sox, their biggest issue is timing of some of these contracts, right? Because we don't know what's going on with price in the offseason. This year, they could opt out. So yeah, so let me. We'll get Kimbrel, yeah. And then, but then you got some of these young guys. that sale is going to be up in another year. So yep. in another year or two, you know, basically with a three-year window, you have no idea the future of some of these guys. Whether it be Pomeranz, whether it be other younger players you want to extend, whether it's a, a Jackie or Xander or Mookie, Chris Sale, David Price, Craig Kimbrel, Drew Pomeranz, all these guys, Porcello. You know, all these guys seem to be coming up in the next two or three years. Mm-hmm. The timetables don't match. You know, or they mesh well, I and they don't say. have guys, and they don't have guys who can fill. You can talk about Groom. You can talk about how the guy they uh, they drafted last year, but mm-hmm. he's twenty one years old, but he projects more of a reliever. You're right. I mean, you you could be without. You could be talking about losing Kimbrel, losing Price next year, losing Pomerantz next year. Then you're left with Sale and Porcello. They're up that the following right. year. That's the issue. That is the issue. And and really, like you don't you because all your guys in the minors are so young. You have no fail safe there. And, you know, so last thing is price. So we talked about the Chris Sale thing. He's up after a couple of years. You know, that'll be an interesting conversation because you say, oh, extend them. Well, you know, you're talking about a guy with a crap load of pitches on his arm, max effort um, into his 30s. You know, we'll see. That's a talk for a different day. David Price, what we saw at the end of the year was really, really good. Yes, mm-hmm. he was really, Very really good. good. He was like the guy exactly that yeah. you want. And probably, not probably, absolutely because he was rested all year mm-hmm. long. But So this guy he goes out and has an, a, a great year, a David Price year. Now you have that opt-out. And everyone says he'll take it, he'll take it, he'll take it. Well, and because if he pitches well, maybe he'll get his $30 million. But here's the thing, Lou. If, even if he pitches unbelievably, he has to take the MRI. You know, he has mm-hmm. to take the MRI, and a team will say, well, well, so he would have four years left at $30 million a year, right? Mm-hmm. So a team is going to say, I believe that that elbow is going to hold up for the next four years. This isn't, this isn't just, hey, David Price, go out and pitch awesome, and then you can opt out and take off. 
I don't think it's as simple as that. No, it, it's not. I agree. I just – a lot has to happen, first off. It's, we have to see what happens in the next six, seven, eight months. But I think if he has – he goes out and pitches great and runs into a few issues that he had the last year or the first two years, mm-hmm. I think he will leave. I think that he would With walk. for less money. Yeah, probably end up getting a little bit less money. Mm-hmm. You know, because I do think that even as old as he is, if he performs at a David Price level, which I expect to be, you know, one of these top five guys in the American League, which he's more than capable of and shown in the past, that maybe it's not four and thirty, but it's gonna be, you know, three with three at twenty five with an option type of stuff or or four with lesser annual value. I, I just if he has another type of year off the field then I don't see why he'd ever want to come back. I really don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but at the same time, why is he here? He was here because of the money, right? He sure. He wasn't here because... But doesn't two years change it? Or what, year three? Maybe. Could be like, you know what? I, I mean, I, I'm pitching at a high level. I've got my money. You know, four years, 130. What's four years and 100? Am mm-hmm. I really going to... Am I screwed? Mm-hmm. Did I just screw up my future? You know, so I, I just think that if... You know, if it, things don't straighten out off the field and his relationship with not even just the media, screw the media. He can be, the media can be the devil all he wants, but the fan base. Oh, this is it's, it's the fan base. Yeah, it's the but he it, craps on the fan. Well, base. he's talking about his dog getting you know whatever getting criticized. Right. It's, this isn't just the media because you know as well as I do. Even the media, the guys like I'm not talking to the media. I'm not talking to the beat writers. The beat writers aren't your problem. They, 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 like that always baffled me. Like, you aren't talking to Ian mm. Brown? What did Ian Brown do to But you? even, if, I'm just saying, if he wants to make you guys the villain, you yeah. know, beat writers or local media, sports talk radio, that's fine. But, like, all he can do is go out and pitch. Remember we said that last year? Like he turned back the clock a year ago. Right. There's nothing he can do but go out and pitch and be effective. And he couldn't do that this year, right? I mean, he couldn't get healthy. And then there were some things off the field, you know, the whole thing with Eck and everything else. If he can just pitch and shut up and keep ripping the media – but appreciate the fan base, which I just think on multiple occasions he had the opportunity to do this year and just completely crapped on him. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the fans want to hate the media, and they want to love the player. Right. Let them do that. Just let them do it. Go out and pitch. Let them do that. Let, rip everybody else, but mm. don't rip your fans. It was, it, was it Box? Someone asked if you have a message for the fans or something like that. And he, he, it was like a layup to do exactly what. Oh, you're I think about. I think I forget somebody. Yeah, that last year, did it did it feel good to have this getting a standing O? Yeah, and he says that was a good performance. Yeah, yeah, but what about the fans? Yeah, we played well. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just lay, there's layups trying to people are trying to help this guy out as far as just just say yes, I appreciate the fans, I love the fans, never had a problem with the fans. I don't like the media, but I don't I love the fans, and he can't. Do did you it. ever have a teammate like him? Like, not, not necessarily exactly like him, but all we hear is a great teammate, and you talk to guys, great teammate, great teammate, and, you know, he does this or he does that. And, and I can see that. I can see that part of it where, you know, he's there on, on days that guys are throwing uh, bullpen sessions and mm-hmm. side sessions, and he's at right the, cheering him on and high-fiving him. But at the same time, it's like you're not seeing the whole picture, David. You're not like you can say you're being a good teammate, and everyone can say that, but you're not seeing yeah. the big big picture. Did you have anyone like that at all? I, I, I or didn't. have you seen anyone like no, that? No, I, I didn't. Um, so bizarre. The only guy that, as far as my feeling towards him and say the media's feeling towards him, were completely different was Doug Mirabelli. Mm-hmm. Like I love Doug Mirabelli. Everybody loved Doug. Doug. You know, he was just he was the best. Right. But I've heard media member after media member said they hated him. They hated dealing with him. Like they, he didn't treat them. Well. I, I, I didn't. You know, I, that's what I'm saying. Like the only thing I saw as a teammate that I didn't see from the media perspective. I don't know why people didn't like him, but 
He was the only guy, but I've never it, seen something like it's that. So, it's, it's, with guys like that, I, t- I know what you're talking about with Marabelli. With guys like that, it's sort of like I want you want the guys like who are next to him, like the guys who you're mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know, he's a good teammate, he's a good guy, like to say, hey, what are you doing? Grab him. You don't have to do this. You, mm-hmm. you don't. You don't, ha- you don't have to do this. But at the same time, as his teammate, as a, a as a former player, as a fellow player. You can't worry about the other guy. I can't imagine either. Like you can't worry if you're Dustin Bedoya, if you're um, uh, who Chris Sale, if you're you can't. No, I, I can't. Uh, you can't control him. No, he's, but, a, he's a grown man. All, but yeah. if it starts to affect my team or us or the way, God forbid, the way I'm playing, you know, or you know, you're affecting my job, or if it's if it's affecting the team, then I think it's your job to be like, hey, what are we doing? But here? you know, no one will do that because he's an alpha. He's the yeah. alpha in there, mm-hmm. right? And and that's the problem that we saw all last year. That's mm-hmm. a uh, different podcast for a different day. Different day. Uh, all right. Well, what do we got? We got like a month and a week or something. When, where you, what's you got your schedule? No. Was it sixteenth? It opens. Fourteenth. Fourteenth. Probably yeah. that Saturday. St. <sighs> Patty's. Oh. Oh. I, are you going down the middle? I heard rumblings about. Going down the middle of Ooh, March. I don't know. That's still in the works. Still- <laughs> that is still in the works. I heard there might be a three-man booth. Yeah, it was still in the works <laughs> that weekend. I don't know. Still in the works, but we'll see. I would I would love to see Lou Merlot. When's the last time you were spring training in St. Patrick's Day? It's been a while. It has been a long time. Playing days. North Fort Myers, St. Patrick's Day is the a lot out- different than South Fort. It used to be outdoors at, uh, I forget, Bennigan's. Yeah. The big patio. Now it's outdoors at Twin Peaks because everything's <laughs> outdoors at Twin Peaks. All right, Lou. Thank you. Hi, right, Brad Fo. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. We all remember that one professor, the one everyone on campus had to take no matter what subject they taught because how much fun their class was. What if we told you there was a streaming service that had all those professors? One Day University has every must-have professor from the best colleges all across the country. One Day University, the most fun talks from the most fun professors. Available live and on demand. No homework, just the most fun you'll have while learning. Get a special offer at onedayu.com slash odyssey.